Take a Crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. A full list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Boss lady, dragon queen, gods look like chumps. To the gods fear the queen. Cause she's so fucking big breath weapons. Hella sick gods fill all their pants with piss. Gods fear the queen. Goose University. It's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Crit, the real play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. The passion project of five childhood pals who've been playing this game for countless hours over the past two decades. I'm Joey Swanson, I play Garrett Sunderwood. Morning later. We start out each of these episodes (laughs) with a question from our dungeon master. Leo, the mic is yours. Thanks, Joey. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. I appreciate that so much. Is this a a bit or is this just awkwardness both i was hoping joey would come up with something but here we go okay welcome to take a crit (laughs) okay do you want do you want a better passing the mic bit didn't wow me joey it didn't okay (laughs) we start out each of these episodes with a question from our dungeon master so leo are you still him is that still who you are for now cool okay then i guess you can have the mic i guess i'll take it jeez yeah Hey, everybody. Was that good? Do you want to try another one? Do you want an alt? Oh, uh, yeah. Go go ahead. All right. We start out each of these episodes. Hi, everybody. I'm Neil Mike, <laughs> master and question asker. Okay. And today's question is... Sure. What was your favorite subject in school? First up, he plays it fast and loose, whether he's a frog or a goose. It's Scotch-Hops. <laughs> he does. Hey, everybody. I'm Austin Petrie. I play Scotch-Hops, the grung sorcerer bard who is currently a goose. Scotch's favorite subject in school. Scotch didn't go to school. He, he's not even two yet. Okay. He really didn't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of an unfair question, I guess. Yeah. He'd, he'd probably like recess pretty good <laughs> what's recess and frog raisins uh it's probably just like the rest of the time and in the frog <laughs> society you just kind of yeah. roam around and do your own thing because you're kind of stuck in the water until you're mature you know at the ripe age of one so did you run away on the first day of school is that what you're telling me maybe maybe that could be it it's kind of the vibe i'm getting cannon at the market he's known to haggle but how will he do is part of a gaggle it's garrett <laughs> sunderwood <laughs> yeah it's me joey i play garrett sunderwood gnome druid and he's up in that gaggle now garrett's favorite subject in school he had a class and the class is called check it out with dr pergola <laughs> and as you know druids can't wild shape into any animal they haven't seen so dr pergola would take them around to different habitats and be like hey check it out that's a platypus now you can wild shape into a platypus because you've seen it let's go up in this cave there's a giant spider check it out you could wild shape in that now you done seen it <laughs> it was uh pretty unfortunate there where he was trying to cover he had a bear whole subject that he was doing and went around the different bear dens to show them and uh once he got up in a particularly big grizzly one uh oh God. poor dr pergolo was lost to uh Unfortunate circumstances. The bears? Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. bears. The bears. 
But before that, it was one of his favorite subjects. Next up, she's proven her mastery of the written word, but how's her handwriting when she's a bird? (laughs) It's... Gotcha Portobello. Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Jane Hartsog. I play the illustrious Gotcha Portobello, inquisitive rogue, and now, predictably, warlock to the hollow one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this latest level up, I knew what I had to do. But her favorite subject in school being that she's a sadist, it should probably be obvious to y'all that she's not the best person at this point. But it was a uh, gym, which was actually fencing training, which is how she got so good with the rapier. So you just got off on poking fucks. Yeah, especially because they use, you know, like simulacra as training dummies. So yeah, you can just like actually have a whole fight. Now, of course, I know what simulacra means, but if you got any dummies listening, <laughs> well, could you describe that word? Sorry. Yeah, yeah please explain to the dummies. Jesus. Uh, the simulacra are just like pseudo clones. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, of course I knew that. And last but not least, he's a wild man that slings sacred flames, so his new goosely form is really a shame. It's <laughs> Will Willie Willis. Hey, everybody. My name's Willie. Uh, that'll, that'll make sense in a minute. Hey, everybody. My name's Willie. I play Will Willie Willis, locks it on cleric of the Great Garbage Forge, audibly experienced uh, trooper, uh, a real champ, uh, okay. elephant-eared idiot, drunk dump child uh, who keeps it wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Willie didn't go to school. Hung out in that dump. Yeah, so he, his version of that was just learning the ways of the dump and the ways of life. So his favorite part of that was learning how all the different uh, how all the different types of trash burn and crush, pretty much, you know, <laughs> and just why they why they burn and crush that way. From a mile away, Willie can be like, "Oh yeah, that that fire over there, that's all tin cans." <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like how they burn and crush. Like you know, if you crush a bunch of cans, like how do they crush? You know, versus like a body, how that crush? <laughs> Are they crushing up bodies at the dump a lot? Well, sometimes I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes this is fantasy times. They don't mean to. No, they mean to. Oh, trash is trash. Trash is trash. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take out the trash at the dump. I'm realizing that we are the protagonists, but not necessarily the good guys. I use the term our heroes out of simplicity. (laughs) Yeah. Willie's not a hero. Willie's our hero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's there to remind us, at least we're not Willie. (laughs) Well, Joey talked about something sad and we've unveiled part of Willie's dark past, so it really feels like it's time to take a crit. What part of his dark past did we unveil? That he's apparently been crushing up bodies at a very young age. (laughs) He's in the waste management business. (laughs) Trash is trash. Last time on Take a Crit. The morning after the Festival of the Hollow One, our heroes awoke to the sound of a guard knocking at the door. This guard informed Johnny that all citizens must come out to the street in order to hear the Queen's speech. The Queen of Pithernica, a massive ancient silver dragon, flew in overhead and delivered her speech. The Queen congratulated the citizens of the small district for surviving another year and updated them on the loss of the Taffy District. As the Queen departed, the gang was spotted by Reno Encino, a former pro wrestler turned bounty hunter who sought to capture the party. Luckily, our heroes were able to talk their way out of fighting Reno, who's gonna come back later, and followed Johnny to see the dawn. 
the dawn, concerned for the ones he calls his family and feeling in over his head, handed the massive gem known as the Tear of the Mountain over to our heroes, asking them to return it to the arcane university he stole it from so many years ago. Our heroes disagreed with the Don, but respected his wishes, and took his arranged transport to the academic district. Inside Horndeep University, the gang met Professor Poplar, the lead researcher on the prophecy of the Astral Child. They hoped to learn something from him. However, all he had to show was a fragmented stone mural, missing its centerpiece. After our heroes handed over the gem and the scroll, Professor Poplar's demeanor changed and before they could react, the professor cast a spell on our heroes and dropped them through a trapdoor. The party awakened as geese, greeted by a smartly dressed goose who welcomed them to Goose University. We rejoin our heroes as they try to make sense of this situation. So Leo, now that we're here in the bottom of this hole of Goose University, I gotta ask, are we like animal adventurer style wearing some of our clothes that we had before? Are we just all Donald Ducking it, no bottoms, all tops? You're all wearing pantsless Donald Duck versions of your usual outfits. So I'm naked. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've got your jug on. Okay. Perfect. Additionally, all of your equipment seems to be scaled down to your new goose size. So. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their weapons and they're scaled down. It might be a little bit difficult to operate with your wings though. Now, before we get started, let me explain how this will work. Okay. Your HP is halved. All right. Additionally, any actions requiring hands, including but not limited to casting spells with somatic components, jerking it, making weapon attacks, jerking it, you will have to pass what I'm going to call a goose save. (laughs) Okay. And when you make a goose save, you will have to make a save of the appropriate ability for whatever you're trying to do. And on an 11 or higher, you will be able to take that action. Additionally, you must honk like a goose when making a goose save. (laughs) If you forget to, you will automatically fail that goose save. Oh, no. And this is the only time that I will remind you of this. (laughs) Honk you, buddy. (laughs) I love this. All right. So I, uh... I haven't been a goose before. I've been a couple other flying things, but not a goose. So let me just take inventory of my bits. Oh, shit. I got some really weird equipment down there. Yep. First thing I noticed. Yeah, no, I can like feel this corkscrew. It's weird. Yeah, it's a whole thing and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, it's quite an adjustment. Hmm. Oh, anyway, welcome to Goose University. Huh? Everyone, come meet our new students. I really wasn't planning on going back to school. As this goose calls out into what you now see is a dank, decrepit cavern. It's just a bunch of sewer ducks. Or sewer (laughs) geese. (laughs) Just a bunch of sewer ducks. Look how big these fucking ducks are. (laughs) Yes, I'm a lifelong learner, so I'm totally down for this. Although, you know, we've got some pressing issues, but education's important. You see that countless geese start walking over. Some of them wear simple blue or white robes. Others wear glasses and fancy jackets, but quite a few of them wear graduation caps and gowns. (laughs) Okay. 
Wait, we got here on graduation day, bud? Oh, no. They got here on graduation day. Oh, let me explain. Uh, no doubt you had some kind of run-in with Professor Poplar? Yeah. Okay, so he did this to all of y'all? That's correct. All of us down here in Goose University have been trapped by the dastardly Professor Poplar. Oh, excuse me. Please allow me to introduce my Myself. My name is Professor Douglas Fur. <laughs> but you got feathers. How long have you been down here? Oh, uh, well, I've been down here for, um, well, not quite sure, but I think around six years based on what the students have told me. All right. Um, Professor Douglas Fern, uh, I understand you're a teacher and this may be, you know, really ancient knowledge, uh, only known to a few, but will you teach us how to Dougie? <laughs> Oh, I'll show you how to Dougie. He does a weird goose dance. <laughs> You're not sure if that's the closest thing a goose can do. Uh, can I make, uh, I guess, I guess a history check maybe? Or about the Dougie? <laughs> to, to see if he's doing the Dougie right. Uh, yeah, give me uh, give me a history check. Cool. The history of the Dougie. Can we just call history checks Dougie checks from now on? <laughs> <laughs> I got a fifteen. Yeah, he's doing it about as right as a goose could. Okay, cool. Uh, can I Dougie alongside with him? Sure. If you wanted to learn how to Dougie, you could have just asked Garrett. As you're both Dougieing, he continues to explain. <laughs> 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 We're just not going to stop. Everyone here is a student or a professor that's had some kind of run-in or altercation with Professor Poplar. Tell me, what were all of your fields of study before you arrived here? Uh, bud, we're not from the university. Uh, we came here and we gave some stuff about the astral child to that guy up there. And then he fucked us over. Oh, you mean you've you've finally recovered some of the artifacts of the astral child? The scroll and the gem. Oh, well, we, we still had the scroll when I was up there. I didn't know oh. that was missing. Yeah. Yeah, it got stolen. I think my mom stole it. That gem, though. Ooh, I got to see that. Well, how are we going to go about seeing that, Dougie? Professor Dougie, excuse me. You can call me Professor Fur, young man. Okay, I like mine better, but that's fine. Okay, <laughs> Professor Dougie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we've not been able to find a way out of these caverns. Uh, we've sent uh, quite a few students off into the deeper tunnels, but none of them have returned. Hmm. Hmm. We could probably do that. We're like powerful adventurers and stuff. Yeah, we're kind of strong as fuck. <sighs> oh, well, yes, perhaps you, even as geese, might fare better than our students as geese. Well, in that case, follow me! Huh? Huh? Professor Fur leads you through several sewer tunnels with dank water trickling through the middle. God, people keep flushing their bong water. <laughs> <laughs> As you travel further into the tunnels, you begin to see the ruins of columns and staircases scattered about, and Professor Fur begins to explain. I fell victim to Professor Poplar's spell back when he first arrived at this school. He was called in to help me gather more information for my research on the Astral Child. 
However, I quickly learned that he forged his credentials and doesn't know goose bit about magical research. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's not good. It's really not. Since then, he's kept his position by turning countless professors and students into geese so that he may take credit for their hard work. Others ended up here after discovering his plots. I've spent my time down here trying to guide my fellow professors and our students so that we may continue our research, even in our goosely confinement. <laughs> and as it turns out, these sewers are quite a wealth of information. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Professor Dougie leads you to <laughs> yeah. a large den in the caverns, at the other end of which is a very large circular door. This door is ornately carved from a strange black stone, and in the center of the door is a depiction of a large city in flames floating in the sky. At the bottom of the door are four carvings of geese, each of which seems to be missing a piece with an indentation where that piece should be. One is missing a wing, another a leg, another a bill, and the last an eye. Okay, so um, I know you're a very learned man, but did you ever have those toys as children uh, where there's like a circular woodblock and a square woodblock and a triangular woodblock? You've got to put stuff in them, in the holes that correspond to the shapes? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so you're obviously very smart. Have you thought that maybe this is like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Definitely looks like we need four things. To go in here, right? <laughs> so we can probably find them down in those caverns? Oh, well, that's what we were thinking when we sent some students down there. But, uh, you know, they're dead, so I guess it's dangerous, too. Hang on there. Um, Scotch is really good at shaping stuff into shapes. Yeah, it's true. Do, can I can I cast shape water? All right, that's got somatic components, so hit me with that goose check. Huh? I, I rolled a five. You're just waving your hands around like a goose. <laughs> your lack of hands around. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's working. No, it doesn't look like it. I use my wing to pat Scotch's back and for the first time not be poisoned by it. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay, buddy. You know, we'll probably just find the other stuff. Make a constitution save. <laughs> really? Jesus. Yeah. Six total. Ooh. <laughs> You're poisoned, buddy. <laughs> Oh. Nice. I'm glad some things never change. Professor Ferris says, This door was one of my first discoveries upon arriving in this place. The style of carving matches that of the stone mural in the university, depicting the ritual of the astral child. Oh. Okay. I believe the indentations here, as you've guessed, uh, some sort of magical lock, and we're hoping that those items are... Deep in these caverns, I found some notes from a previous explorer down here, but unfortunately, I've been unable to investigate uh, anymore. So, you're unable because you're you're scaredy cat? I'm a scaredy goose. <laughs> okay. I'll cop to that. Guy knows who he is. That's good. That's good, because I know who I am, and I'm Garrett Tough as Nails, Sunderwood. And I'm ready to take these caverns on. I'm scotch, squishy and red like a jelly bean hops. <laughs> <laughs> a warm jelly bean, not a cold one, because he's squishy. Yeah, but he's cool as a touch. Well, um, let me see them notes. He pulls a note out of somewhere, Daffy Duck style. <laughs> Don't like that. And hands you a rather withered old piece of paper. The notes on the paper, left by Professor Redbud, detail his descent into the sewers and his discovery of the caverns below the school. 
He states in the note that he plans to explore more of the caverns and uncover the mysteries of this strange door, and that he plans to leave copies of his notes along his path as a record of his exploration, should anything happen to him. That's going to be really helpful. So we're going to head down one of these caverns, try and find more of these notes, try and get pointed in the right direction. The four other tunnels extending off of this den seem to be the ones that Professor Redbud planned to explore. I don't really know anything about any one of them, except that several students have been lost on each one. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll just take them one at a time, get the shit, get it real nice and smooth because we're fucking good at this. Yeah. And uh, clearly a scared little baby, and that's all right. You just stay here safe and sound. We'll just hit the shit Mighty Duck style as all a right. team. Well, you know it. Four tunnels that you can go out of. East. I'm going east. Northeast, northwest, or west. Which way did Willie go? We'll just follow him. Willie's like 200 feet away east. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm just like doing that flappy, (laughs) jumpy, runny thing that chickens do sometimes when they're in a hurry. After traveling down the dark tunnel for quite some time, by the way, anybody got a light source? It's dark as hell. Mm. I'll cast light on Sawmill Davies' long lost keychain, which is something that I have in my possession. What are the components on that? I'm verbal and material, so I'm good. I'll say I'll just hang, have it hanging off my chest. I could see him reading that character sheet. <laughs> Fuck yeah, boy can read. I didn't read that character sheet actually right there, and I can't read. <laughs> okay. At the end of the tunnel, you see a small opening. Just outside this small opening, you see a note on the floor. Um, I go in, I pick up the note, and I look at it, and then I hand it to Gotcha to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, no, I I take a look. The note is another left by Professor Redbud. In the note, the professor says that he sees a shiny golden object just beyond this small opening. However, he is unable to fit through. He plans to return when he's able to properly excavate the object. All right, y'all see this crevice over here? There's something through it, according to Redwood. Mm. I almost, like, just tried to body my way through it because I'm Willie, but... (laughs) So, I think what happens there is you see Willie try to just slam his body and just, like, try to shoulder it, but he's a goose. So, I'm going to do that. All right. You just kind of try to slam yourself through this opening, and you you plop through. It's it's a tight fit, but you are able to stuff yourself (laughs) through the opening. It's dark out here. And as you do, you plop down and find yourself on the floor of a small den, in the middle of which is a troll (laughs) chewing on a golden goose wing. Willie, you all right in there? (laughs) As you honk, the troll turns around and doesn't seem to care a lot that you're there because you're just a goose. He's not really threatened by you. So he just keeps chewing on his wing. He's just like, oh, look, another mule. Gotcha tries to follow Willie despite not being able to see anything. You also squeeze through and are now in front of the troll. Okay, cool. Garrett pushes through as well. And so Garrett sees that this troll is hungry. He's chewing on this wing, or at least he wants to be entertained by chewing on this wing. So Garrett uh, wanders like 10 feet away from the opening, strafing around the edge of the chamber, opens his endless picnic basket, and poops out a bunch of delicious garlic teriyaki chicken wings as you dump out all those wings on the floor the troll turns around pulls the golden wing out of his mouth and says oh 
chicken wings? Oh, cool. And he picks up a handful of them and shoves them in his mouth and goes back to chewing on the gold wing. Mm. All right. Um, well, Garrett switches to super spicy Carolina Reaper pepper hot wings and poops those out over the garlic teriyaki ones. You do that and he looks over and says, oh, cool. I'll eat those later. And keeps chewing on the wing. Could I go ahead and make an investigation check while he's distracted? Oh, what does a 30 show me? <laughs> oh, gotcha so fucking Jeez. smart. What is your bonus? Plus 12. All right, with a fucking 30, you see that the troll's gums look mad infected. Oh. <laughs> He's definitely got to be experiencing some tooth pain and is likely chewing on this gold wing to try to alleviate some of that pain. Okay. Just scratch that itch. Hey, this guy looks like he's suffering some sort of disease. Do uh Willie, do you know do you know how to cure diseases? So, I'll cast a lesser restoration to cure the troll boys uh gingivitis. Gingivitis. <laughs> what it's looking like? Late stage gingivitis. It's got vocal and somatic. All right, give me that goose check. Oh. 12 on the goose check. You're able to work your feathers well enough to cast that spell beautiful and as you do this troll boy's gums look shiny and new and as his gums are healed he drops the golden goose wing by his side and says oh awesome my mouth doesn't hurt anymore that means it's chicken wing time and scarfs down all the super spicy chicken wings and after he does that he grabs his stomach and says oh oh so those wings it's acid reflux and we've only got one lesser restoration for you i'm sorry (laughs) and he runs off to the other end of the den to deal with that should make this guy some tums or something nah (laughs) all right let's get that golden wing garrett wanders over and uh waddles garrett waddles over and sort of scoops up (laughs) the golden wing between his his own wings and is like all right one down three to go next cave we walk back does anything bad happen to us on the way back you're easily able to return back to the cavern, and as you do, Professor Fur says, Oh, it seems you were able to return. Did you find anything? Got a wing. Oh, hell yeah. Pop it in, brother. All right, and Garrett sort of raises his wings up as much as he can and smoosh, smoosh, and try to get that angle right. He's fumbling with his weird feathered appendages, but he gets it there. As you stuff the golden goose wing into its socket, it seems to lock into place. And as it does, you see the carved goose move into another position as the golden goose wing stretches out. It sort of does a ding and a small vibrate, like when you do a thing on a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Gotcha says, uh, honestly, Redwood, that was pretty easy. Your students and professors sound like they kind of suck. Let's hit another one. All right, three things. I'm Professor Douglas Fur. Oh, Fur. The person that you're finding notes from is who you're talking about. <laughs> and his name is Professor Redbud. I watched that movie. It's a sled. It's a fucking sled. You know, Gotcha has a 19 intelligence now, but she still doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Well, uh, one down, three to go. I don't know if anybody said that because I wasn't there, but (laughs) another tunnel, I guess. Yep. So, northeast. Let's go. We start flapping and waddling our way down northeast style. Again, you travel down a dark, dank cavern for quite some time until up ahead you see... A green light from around the bend. Oh shit, this is the Great Gatsby. I know this one. (laughs) As you come around the corner, you see a torch 
burning with a sickly green flame, and beside it is a strange statue of a humanoid figure wearing dark torn robes with a long goose bill extending out from within the hood. This represents new money or something. <laughs> Jared, I'm pretty sure you have to die in the pool. <laughs> Me? Okay, I guess so. As you approach the statue, you hear a voice echoing in the tunnel. What part of the bird is not in the sky that can swim in the ocean and still remain dry? I got this riddle from a website, so don't, don't come at me, everybody. It's name. No. Yeah, but it does, though. <laughs> it does, though. The shit. Is that the eye? The home insurance. <laughs> are we going to feel stupid or are we going to think that this riddle's stupid when we figure it out? I don't know. It depends on how smart you think you are, I guess. Because <laughs> I got no fucking clue right now. Yeah, same. It's dreams? I don't know. <laughs> you hear the voice echo out in the chamber. A shadow. Son of a bitch! Stupid. As two shadows appear. It's always a shadow or an echo. Damn it. Or some shit like that. Fuck. God. We should have gotten that. If the bird's above the clouds, then its shadow is on top of the cloud. So that's bullshit. The statue says, okay, okay, okay. And one of the shadows disappears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. Fuck you still. All right. Well, Garrett, step wing, lightning bolts, hawk. All right. Give me that goose check. <laughs> I got a 15. You hit that fool. It's a dexterity save of 15. This shadow got a 14 on a save. So he takes... Oh my god. Okay, so I rolled 8d6. You want to see what I rolled on each of them? 1, 1, 1, 2, 3, 2, 4, 2 for a total of 16. Oh no. Big money. And with this shadow's lightning resistance, takes it down to 8. Ah, because 8d6, oh. that could have been so many more. Garrett, let me show you how it's done. Kamehameha. And I cast Fireball. All right, give me that goose check. I rolled a nat 20 on my goose check. Oh, yeah. We got a good, good goose. Nice. Ooh, we got a four. Hit him. 34 damage. Oh, this shadow is toast. So with that big old fireball, this shadow disappears. Thanks for that, Scotch. You know, you really uh, got in the last little bit. I know that I, I pretty much did all the work there. I, I just loosened him up for you. Yeah, if, the, if, if that shadow was a pickle jar, you would have definitely loosened it up. As the shadow disappears, a small stone drawer at the base of the statue opens. I've listened to every single episode of Hey Riddle Riddle, and it's almost always a shadow. Why did I not think it's one of the five things that riddles? It's always the answer to the riddle. And I got that riddle from riddles.com. So fucking direct your complaints to them. Riddles.com, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Inside the drawer is a scroll of remove curse and a golden goose eye. I ripped the scroll up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll do it. I stop it. I don't do that. So are we cursed? Is that what's happening right here? Or are we polymorphed? No, I think we got to open the door to remove this kind of curse. We'll take this piece to the puzzle right on back to the middle chamber and uh, smoosh it in. Who wants? I, I want to do it. I take it from and I run up to it and I jump up and I slap it in. Give it a slam duck. <laughs> <laughs> As you return to the cavern, you see Professor Fur 
also returning, and his clothes seem to be all pulled around, and his monocle's been knocked off. And as you return, he says, Oh, did you just get back? Oh, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Oh, listen, a fight's broken out between the students. Uh, seems that some people uh, aren't too happy with the way we've been doing things. They formed some kind of bullshit goose academy. My God. We gotta go shut that shit down, so I'm gonna be busy for a minute, but y'all, y'all just, did y'all find another artifact, or, uh... Yeah, we did. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I gotta go deal with this fucking nonsense. Anyway, good luck. Oh. All right, destroy them. G-U for life. G-U. G-U all the way. Aww. So, uh, Northwest now. Once again, I mean, you know... Yada, 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 tunnel, dark, travel down it. (laughs) And once again, you see a sickly green torch beside a goose person statue. Another goddamn riddle. Fuck me. As you reach the statue, you hear the same voice once again. Trust in the way we've seen. Do not deny your fate. And as the voice speaks, a hole slightly larger than the average forearm, opens at the base of the statue. And deep inside, you can see the golden goose leg. (laughs) Okay. Well, this would be really handy if uh, Willie was here with his whole trunk. (laughs) You think I would fucking put my trunk in that? Willie, it's clearly a trunk hole. (laughs) Clearly a fucking trap. Jesus Christ. I've got an idea. Garrett waddles up and he says, And gets a 16 on his goose check to cast Thorn Whip to yank that shit out of the hole with a thorny whip. As you do so, a blade cuts your Thorn Whip in half. What about some shape water? I'll try it. Can't cut that in half. (laughs) Rolled a 19. Scotch is a hell of a goose. I'm just going to shape water down into the hole. Uh, If it doesn't float, I'm just going to upwards flow. Just kind of try to geyser it out of there. You try to geyser it around and get it out of this hole, but it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Mm. Let me try and make an investigation check to see if I can, like, see if I can maybe disable this contraption. So 23. There do not seem to be any seams or openings on this statue other than the hole in the front. You see no way to disable it. What did the statue say again? Trust in the way we've seen. Do not deny your fate. Oh, I stick my arm in there. Yeah, Willie already lost his hand once. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sticking my arm in there. Will it reach? You're trying to stuff your goose wing in there, but you just can't get it in there very far. As you look in, though, it does appear that you could stick your long goose neck in there. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to say. (sighs) Pray for me. Willie, are you going to do it? I don't like this, guys. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm doing it. I put my head in it. No! (laughs) You reach your head deep inside the hole. No! Oh, Willie boy, <laughs> the trash, the trash is calling. And your face is right up next to that golden goose leg. Nothing's happened so far. I'm going to pick it up with my beak and uh, just start backing out of there. You're able to retrieve the goose leg with no problems. I drop it on the ground and throw up. <laughs> God. Next to it. I don't throw up on it. Oh, God. That fucking stressed me out so fucking bad, man. Oh. As you're recovering from that, next to your pile of vomit, you see another note left by Professor Redbud describing the statue in the torch, but never mentioning any voices. Hmm. Maybe 
we're like the chosen ones or some shit. We're probably the astral children. I kind of feel like maybe, maybe you three are special. (laughs) (laughs) So let's waddle back with this leg. Willie wants you to slap that thing in there. We got one more Kevin. Gotcha wants to do this one. Oh, yeah, I toss it to you. Gotcha uh, regally walks up to it and places it in ever so gingerly. As regal as a goose could look. (laughs) I mean, she's trying. How are things going down here with you, Professor Fern? Professor Fern runs around the corner and yells, Oh, it's going bad. Goose Academy's real fucking riled up. Behind him, a big wad of goose spit and old scraps of clothes come flying in and sploosh at the wall behind him and he yells oh god they're really getting into it now i gotta deal with this good luck honk speed let's do it last tunnel gotcha's dashing down flippy flappy waddle all the way After traveling down the last tunnel for quite some time, quite a bit further than the others, you come to a broken statue. Beside it is a skeleton wearing weathered blue robes, a satchel, and an odd glowing circlet that seems to act as a headlamp. I take the circlet. Beside the skeleton lies the golden goose bill and a note. The note, again left by Professor Redbud, reads... After many attempts, I've finally been able to get my hands on what seems to be a rare artifact. At the end of one of the caverns, I found a statue similar to the others. However, this one seems to have been destroyed somehow. Within the debris, I discovered what seems to be a golden goose bill, no doubt fitting the carvings I saw before. Alas, as I attempted to return to the primary cavern, I found myself unable to stand. This object seems to be sapping the life out of me, bit by bit. And even now, I find myself losing the strength to write. Beware this relic. Whoever should be so unfortunate to find themselves in this place. He's not talking about the circlet, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking under the circlet. Like, um. So Garrett says, all right, well, if you just die as soon as you get it, uh, or like as you carry on with it, then uh, I've got eight spiders here that can just carry it its way out and one will die after the other okay <laughs> perfect <laughs> so let's give that a go i got a nat one <laughs> you just wave your hands around so we've got all our equipment correct yes okay so i'm just gonna pull out my best friend and i just kind of use him to scoop up the golden goose beak you hear your best friend saying to you ah oh, hey buddy this thing's kind of gross i'd really appreciate it if you didn't touch me with it but you don't feel like you're dying or anything, do you, your best friend? No, I don't guess so. All right, well we're <laughs> ju- we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it. If you don't want me to hold it on you the whole time, I can just kind of fling it a few feet at a time. Is that better or worse? Um, <laughs> just play golf with it. <laughs> yeah, let, let's play some mini golf. That sounds fun. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I guess that's an athletics check. <gasps> Nat 20, hole in one. What the fuck? Scotch has been on fire all night. You just smack this golden goose bill and it just freaking ricochets all the way down the entire cavern back to the main room. Does it go in? Yeah, it, and in fact, ricochets <laughs> off of the thing and it fucking lands exactly in the socket. I do like a little Tiger Woods, like shaking my fist, like, yeah. <laughs> As a goose. Fuck yeah. Shaking your wing. <laughs> 
And let's head back. I'm going to follow that beak onward. As you return to the main cavern, you see Professor Douglas Fir, along with 15 or 20 students and a few professors. He says, oh, things have really escalated. Um, Goose Academy's holed up in the other end of the entryway, so uh, we figured we'd just not tell them about this uh, little way out and they can just die down here. Hey, Goose Academy? Goose Academy! Huh? What? What do you want, you GU punks? Hey, wait, we don't we don't even fucking go to school. We ain't GU. No, we're GU. GU till we die. GU for life. <laughs> okay. As you all return, the large door slowly descends into the floor, revealing a small room with two tunnels leading either way. In the center of this room is a desk, atop which sits a small chest. Okay. I want to open the chest. You open the chest and you find what appears to be the missing stone fragment from the mural you saw before, depicting the ritual of the astral child. Oh, shit, it's all connected. You see a humanoid figure in the center, and based on what you've seen from the rest of the mural, it appears that they're holding the Dawn's gem high above their head. And as you look closer, you realize that this figure has a striking resemblance to none other. Than Jeeves. <gasps> no fucking way. The astral child can't possibly be fucking Jeeves. This is graffiti, right? <laughs> There's somebody made this as a joke, right? Right? If we let Jeeves ascend, I'm fucked. We gotta fucking stop him. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. You can find us on Twitter at Take a Credit and Facebook by the same name. Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our show on Facebook with or Twitter with the hashtag Take a Credit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's people like our good friends, Courtney Moses, Carol Hartzog, hi mom, Andy of Notable Nostalgia, and John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Drunkest Batman. TikTok, you gotta be taking and talking too. If you have suggestions for NPC names or magic items, you can share those with us on our Facebook group. If we use them, we'll be sure to credit you here in the show. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leo is our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, compose the score and mix the final cut. Thanks to Noah Swanson for writing our intro and outro theme. We're a part of the Big Door Prize podcast network, so check out the other shows there, like Notable Nostalgia and Dungeons and Decades. Episodes are coming out every other Tuesday now, so check back December 14th for episode 25. See you next time. Well, I got 10 seconds. I'm going to keep pushing through my Pokemon. Push it real good. It's crowning. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> crowning like the tundra. <laughs> so good. Leo, you don't got to lie. I know I'm least... <laughs> um, no, not at all. Never. Wow, Joey, that was convincing. That was a yeah, Joey. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, no. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Over there. That's not what I fucking meant. Oh, this part's gonna get great. You're all Donald Duck in it. All no tops. No. <laughs> Topless. Geese gone wild. <laughs> you will be able to take that action. No. You will, Austin. Don't say no. You <laughs> will be able to take the action. Adelaide's just like sprawled out on the floor, just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
unfortunately, uh, we've not been able to find a way out of these ca- caves. <laughs> <laughs> Caverns. Our professors. Our professors. <laughs> well, Garrett's got his tweed jacket on. I'm pretty sure we're professors now. How are things going here, Professor Fur? Professor Fur? Professor Fur. He's chewing on this wing, or at least he wants to be entertained by chewing on this wing. Garrett is going to cast Minor Illusion to create a um, plate of buffalo. You have a picnic basket that dumps out unlimited food. That's also true. But for fuck what I was going to (laughs) do. You can make this with an item Leo gave you that is a silly item. Hey, Matt, you want to hang out? Not you, Mercer. I'm talking about Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's go back. What are you? Goodbye. (laughs) What did (laughs) this just happen? He knocked his phone over. Eat shit with a little spoon. Don't get done too soon. Don't get done too soon. Eat shit with a little spoon. Don't get done too soon. With a little spoon. Eat shit. Eat shit (laughs) with a little spoon. Don't get done too soon. Eat so much shit now. Eat shit. With a little spoon Num 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 <laughs> Num shit Leo You're editing so many hours of stuff Every two weeks I have a message That I wanna speak to you Goes like this I want to eat some shit with a little spoon. Eat shit now. Hey, everybody in the end bits. Aren't you glad Joey's saying that and not me? <laughs> <laughs>